Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Coffee with Keith podcast. I'm your teacher and host, Keith Brown. And each week on this podcast, we coach you, the BiPlus individual, as well as others within the community, how to turn your hurting into healing and your healing into happiness. Subjects of this podcast will include sexual identity trauma, shame, family dynamics, relationships, coming out issues, bisexuality, dating, mindset, faith development within the Christian faith, and a whole lot more. Every week, you will get powerful teaching to help you create the life you desire and deserve. A couple of disclaimers, though, please. I am not a licensed therapist, nor am I a medical professional. If you need either of those services, please do consult a licensed professional. Also, the views expressed on this program are either those of myself or my guest and should be considered as such. All right, grab that cup of coffee, have a seat here at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host and coach, Keith Brown, and I'm so very thankful for you listening to this podcast. And I say that often, but I say it from the bottom of my heart. I really do appreciate it. I know there are many podcasts out there. Or no, I know that we have busy lives and there are many other things that you could be doing, but you choose to listen to this podcast. And for some of you, you're very faithful listeners. You listen every single week to either the Wednesday Table Talks episode or the Friday Bible Talks episode, which this happens to be, or you listen to both, and I could not be more thankful for you. Please do, if you would, share this podcast. Be sure to give it an honest five-star rating, if you would. That certainly helps the algorithm, and I see many of those. If, if you put it on there, chances are I will see it. So thank you for all of your help in growing this podcast. This podcast is going to focus, this particular episode is going to focus on the text for Thanksgiving Day in the lectionary. And the day of this podcast coming out live is the day after Thanksgiving, but I think it's still appropriate. And I will also tell you that um, even as I record this a a couple of days before the actual um, releasing of the podcast, I'm already a little sad. Um... I know that Thanksgiving is a wonderful holiday for many people. It's a great time to be with friends and family, and it's a great time to eat a lot of food and maybe watch some football or or whatever the case may be. And I'm sure I'm going to do a lot of those things. But Thanksgiving is a little tricky for me, and there's a couple of reasons. Number one is um, it was on Thanksgiving Day that we had the funeral for my maternal grandfather. So I always associate Thanksgiving Day with the 
death of my grandfather. And I, I loved him very deeply. So, you know, I've got that to deal with on Thanksgiving Day. And the other thing that's really impacting me, even impacting me now as I share this podcast, and please forgive me if I am a little bit less optimistic, not optimistic, that's the wrong word, um, a little less um, enthused today. And that's not because I am less enthused about speaking with you and sharing with you, but it's because the day this podcast comes out is the is the birthday of my dad. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you may have heard me mention it on an episode or two, uh, that I lost my father not that long ago. So his, his death is still very raw to me. It's very still very... Um, very deep wounds, very deep grieving that I'm still doing in reference to the death of my dad, who was my birth hero. So um, his birthday is the day this podcast was released. Released. So anyway, that's going on. I hope, you know, having said that, maybe I brought you all down. I didn't mean to, but um, I do hope that you are going to have or did have, I, I keep thinking about this podcast coming out. Uh, it's coming out the day after Thanksgiving. I hope that you had a good Thanksgiving. But I also realize that for many of you, it is also a trying time. Because anytime we have these holidays that center around family, it can be very difficult for a lot of people, especially those within the LGBT community, because of the lack of acceptance and unconditional love that many within the community feel from their families. So if that is you, from the bottom of this old man's heart, I really do say I'm sorry. I know that's painful. I know that it's not right. And um, I wish that I could wave a magic wand and make it right for you and okay for you, but I can't. All I want you to know is that you are valuable, you are valued, you are important, you are loved, and you are accepted. So um, chin up, my friend, and uh, keep going. I know it can be difficult. Okay. We're going to turn our attention. I, I've Man, I've been making a whole podcast here, and I hadn't even gotten to the text today, so I better do that, right? That's why That's why we tune in on Fridays, to get to the Bible and talk about it. So let me do that. It comes from the Gospel of Luke on this Thanksgiving celebration text, and it goes this way. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him, keeping their distance. They called out saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. You know, it's really interesting that that little, little injection of text in this talks about, and he was a Samaritan. It's called almost like a parenthetical addition to the text, but it's a very key addition because not only was this guy a leper, which if you know anything about culturally in this day, that leprosy was a quite a common phenomenon, actually. And there were many lepers and the lepers had to be excommunicated. They had to be, you know, 
cast away. They had to be so far from other humans because they were in danger if they got around them, got too close of catching. And they had a real fear of them. And there was a sense of uncleanliness about them. That was also not only physical, but spiritual. So there's a lot of things undergoing, uh, under uh, current meanings here about these lepers. But it's interesting, this little parenthetical thought, and he was a Samaritan, because obviously we know that Jesus was a Jewish man, and his posse, if you will, the apostles were Jewish, and um, his primary focus at coming was Jewish, the Jewish nation. And uh, here, this Samaritan was, was considered unclean by other Jews, and Jews did not want to be anywhere close to a, to a Samaritan. And yet, we see that he was in no way treated differently than Jesus. And interesting, he responded much differently than the others. Now, we don't know if the others were Samaritan as well. We don't know if they were Jewish. The scripture here doesn't tell us, but it did make a point here of telling us the one was a Samaritan. All right, so when we look at this text, I think it's a lot to take in, but I want to give you four things to think about. The reason, the request, the result, and the response. So let's talk about the reason. Well, the reason is obvious. Jesus is going with his disciples. He's going in, and he enters this small village, and it says that these 10 lepers come. Now, we know that the reason that they come is because they have leprosy. There is a real physical need. There is a need that they have from the master, from Jesus. So they approach Jesus with this need. Isn't that what you and I should be doing in our lives? When we have needs, when we have problems, when we have struggles, when we have physical issues as well as um, mental issues, perhaps we're, we're under anxiety or stress or worried or we're having relationship issues or whatever the case may be, Maybe the first place we need to go is to Jesus, if we are people of faith, right? And so these 10 lepers who were problematic to not only themselves, but society suffering so in their lives, their physical beings, made a point of coming to Jesus. They took the initiative to come to Jesus. And they had a request. So not only did they come, they voiced their request. To me, I associate this with prayer. They said, Jesus, heal us, make us well. You know, there are many times in my life when I have been in need, and I'm not proud to say that I didn't do this. I didn't go to God the way that I should have, probably. Maybe I thought, well, I can handle this my own, or maybe I need to just pull myself up and do this myself or any number of reasons. Or perhaps at that time, it was maybe even a lack of faith. I don't know. I mean, I've been around a long time. The possibilities are endless. But I know that there have been times in my life when the need was real, but the request wasn't there. And I'm not beating myself up for that. I'm not beating you up for that, if that's you. I'm just being honest. That in this case, these men actually did come to Jesus with the need, and they did request. And to that, to that, I, I give them props. <laughs> because I think they did what they should have. And then what was the result? 
Well, it was kind of an interesting result because obviously it was what we would have expected from a miracle of sort in the holy text here. They were made clean. They were healed of their deformity. They were healed of the leprosy. That was the result of their request. But there was also another result. Because Jesus made a point of saying, go to the priest. Now, was he telling them that in response to their request? Going, okay, you need to be healed. You need to be made well. So why don't you just take your need and go ask the, the priest for it, you know? I mean, we could read it that way, I suppose. That he was trying to prove a point that all these people were putting their faith and their trust and their admiration into these earthly priests who were often very arrogant in their position and title and very condescending to Jesus. And they were not able to heal them. Or perhaps Jesus said, go to these priests so that you can demonstrate what I am doing in your life so that they can see that I am who I say I am. I am doing what I say I can do. And I am walking to teach and share about God and how we as people should respond to God. So maybe it was for a testimony. But in this story, we see the result is a very positive one, that they were healed physically. But let's be honest. There are times in our lives when we have deep needs. We have health issues. We have concerns in our lives. And sometimes we have taken that to God in prayer. And yet there are times when the healing didn't come. People we love didn't get better. For instance, what I was talking about the first of this podcast. And that can be very hard for us, can't it? I mean, we want to love God. We want to love Jesus. We want to trust God. And then there are times in our lives when we pray our hearts out to God in that petition, in that request. And the healing or the help doesn't seem to come the way we want it to or expect it to. And there can be a lot of theological arguments to that. There can be a lot of explanations. You know, there have been books written about why bad stuff happens to good people and why we don't get always the answer we want from God and all this kind of stuff. But let's be honest, even with all those explanations, I can only speak for myself here. There are times even after I've been a Christian for all these years, 40 plus years, that I have to ask God, why? God, why didn't you do what I needed, what I thought I needed? God, why didn't you take care and heal this person that loved you so much? And there are many times when I don't have the answer to that. So I have to fall back on faith. And do I have faith that there is a God and that God truly does love? And even when I don't understand it, God knows best. There are days when I believe that with all my heart. And then there were days, have been days when I've struggled. That's just honest. 
And maybe it's the same for you. But here's the thing I love in this text. Because there's two groups of people when it comes to the response. Remember the reason because they had a physical, they had a need. The request, they asked for their healing. The result, Jesus responded in their lives. He did something to heal them. He had a purpose behind it. He had love for them. He had compassion on them. So his his result, the result was very positive. And the response to his positive you know, action in their lives, well, twofold. Some didn't do diddly squat. Nine of them. Who knows what they did? Did they even go to the priest? I don't know. Or did they go off and have a party? I don't know. Did they go see their family and say, look at me, I'm clean? I don't know. But what I do know is that there was one who turned around and made a purposeful point of response to Jesus. He came and laid down before him and worshipped. He worshipped in gratitude. So I wonder, in our lives, in the goods and the bads, in the answers and the seemingly unanswered, are we like the one or are we most often like the nine? And as I think about my life, and I think about the many blessings in my life that I take for granted on a daily basis. I get concentrated on the one or two very difficult situations, the negative. And sometimes those don't get answered the way I want and when I want. And I focus on those and I begin to wonder. And in those days, I often forget to even think about the many other ways that I am provided for, I am blessed, I am loved. And what happens, I become out of focus and I lose a sense of gratitude. And after all, isn't that what the Thanksgiving season is about? Being thankful. So, you know what? Let's do this. Let's don't beat ourselves up, okay? Let's don't look at this text and say, oh, you know what? Ah, I'm probably one of those nine a lot of times. Well, okay. Let's say, yeah, I've done that. That's been me many times. But maybe today I could make a positive commitment to myself and to God. The God of my belief and begin to say, you know what? Maybe I'm going to purposely put more gratitude in my life. Because here's the thing, folks. I believe that if we do that, there is a response on a spiritual level and a neurological level. I believe in a spiritual realm that when we are grateful, when we express gratitude and thanksgiving to God, that God blesses us even more. 
Now, that's not to say he won't bless us even when we don't, but I believe that God opens up even more of his treasures to us. And I don't mean financial. I don't mean get rich kind of thing. I mean, he just blesses us more and more as we thank him for that. It's a natural thing even for us humans to do. If somebody is thanking us and giving to us praise for what we do for them, it's very natural for us to want to do more for them. Now, I'm not speaking on behalf of God here and what God thinks and what God does, but it stands to reason to this little limited brain that maybe on a spiritual realm, there is a blessing that comes through thanking God for how he takes care of us. And then there is the neurological. There is the mind. Because science has even proven to us that the more we are grateful in our lives, the more positive and happy and successful our lives can be. So there's a duality of blessing there, don't you think? I don't know. I've got something to think about. What about you? Until next time, kill your hurts, move your mountains, and may God bless you. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.